I hear the bells. I see all the people at the church. They're celebrating. They're throwing up confetti. They're throwing up rice. They're blowing bubbles. It's a wedding. Who, you ask? Me and the ice cream, America and Dream by Ben and Jerry's. I love it. I can't put it down. I think I'm going to marry it. I'm going to marry the patent, whatever I got to do from Ben and Jerry's. Maybe I can get a lifetime supply of this ice cream. You know whose fault it is? It's Olivia Lawley's fault. Putnam County graduate, now going to Loyola in Chicago, and she came on episode 60. Episode 60. 72 episodes ago, and recommended this ice cream. Said it was wonderful, and that I should try it. Well, I did. And now I haven't not tried it. I have not put it down. It is fantastic. I have been able to lose some weight lately, going to the gym, eating better. But the one thing I cannot shed is this ice cream. It is absolutely fantastic. Every time I'm at the grocery store, and if it's there, it's in my cart. I can't even stop. It's like, hey, it's already there. I walk past the freezer section, not even stop. I get to the cash register, put my stuff on the conveyor belt, and it's there. Like, how did it even appear? I didn't put it there. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, I did. But I, I don't even remember, just instantly. It's like one of those instant things that you're just used to doing. Just subconsciously, it happens. This ice cream subconsciously finds itself in my cart every time I'm at the grocery store. I ain't mad though. I ain't mad. I'll eat it all the time. It is absolutely fantastic. Americone Dream. Ben and Jerry's. Fantastic. It is my favorite ice cream now. I've always been an ice cream guy. I had my trips through, you know, just plain chocolate, Rocky Road, cookies and cream, cookie dough, moose tracks, Cherry Garcia from Ben and Jerry's, chocolate chip, chocolate chip with extra fudge, all that, all of it. Loved it all, but not like I love some American dream. And Stephen Colbert is on the cover. He's on the ice cream container. So you know it's gonna be fantastic. I can't believe I just spent almost three minutes talking about ice cream. But if you've not had a miracle dream, do it. Just do it. Unless you don't wanna get addicted, because it's addictive. Well, I just kinda of put those symptoms out of what's happening to me. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And I just said the word fantastic about six times talking about an ice cream. Yeah, it's that serious. With the ice cream talk behind us, welcome. Welcome to episode 132 of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It is Friday, November 13th. Uh-oh, we got a freaky Friday going on. Uh-oh. It's 2020, so I feel like every day has been freaky. Doesn't matter if it's the 13th and it's a Friday. None of that really matters no more. It didn't matter about Halloween being spooky, scary. This whole year has been spooky, scary. I feel like everything that comes around a corner is Michael Myers or the dude from Scream with the Scream mask on. Everything about this year has been freaky or scary or please leave me alone. We're running. We're running. We're running. We're trying to get away. Every single thing about this year. Now that I just sounded very drier and sad and remorseful of this year you know we're keeping our head up pushing forward that's what we got to do that's what americans do that's what people that's what this world does we get up look at stuff in the face look at the 
bad things, the opponents, look them in the face, and move forward. That is exactly what our guest did today. Ottawa Girls Tennis, Coach Steve Johnson, Senior, and his daughter, Marta Johnson, and Junior Ella Marvel. Those three and the rest of the Lady Pirates looked at everybody at the Class 1A Ottawa sectional on October 16th and said, hey, we're taking this. We're going to win this thing. And they did. They won their fourth straight, fourth straight sectional championship. Ella won the singles bracket. Junior Sarah Meyer came in third in the singles bracket. Two doubles teams finished in the top four for Ottawa as second went to junior Kylie Oshesky and senior Mary Riva. Coming in third was Marta Johnson and Rebecca Felty, who is a junior. So they had four finishers in the top four at the sectionals to help get the job done. Team scores, Ottawa had 32. In second was LaSalle Peru with 24. Morris was third with 16. Cole City fourth with 12. St. Bede had eight for fifth. Streeter, Mendota, and Princeton all tied for six with four points. And Marquette and Pontiac did not score, tied for ninth. Like I said, it did happen October 16th. Been trying to put in as many high school athletes and coaches and all of the cool accomplishments that everybody was able to meet, scratch off the goal list, the bucket list for the fall season. We don't know if there's going to be a winter season, if anything's going to play. We don't know if there's going to be a spring or summer or if athletes are even going to go out for the summer because they got things to do moving forward. Who knows? So, trying to get as many in as possible. So yeah, it was a month ago, but the conversations are fresh and we are ready to talk about some tennis. Some more tennis. We've had LaSalle Peru on after the Interstate 8 conference meet. We had the Sycamore girls tennis team on after they won a sectional. The Class 1A Rochelle sectional. A lot of tennis. It's an awesome sport. These girls are dedicated and make it look easy. I wish I could play even a quarter of as good as they do. But they make it look easy and it's a lot of fun to talk to all of them. So we had to have Ottawa on to talk about the Lady Pirates season. We will get to Ottawa and all of their awesomeness, but before we do that, a few things I want to speak of right after we hear from one of our sponsors. Let's face it, it's not easy to get in shape or to stay physically fit. There are factors working against us all, all of us, every single one of us, including time and work schedules, lack of a support system, maybe motivation is low, don't want to be judged or criticized if not supporting a gym rat body. Injuries or physical restrictions. However, there is a place where these no's or maybe's become yeses. LP CrossFit. LP CrossFit, located at the Peru Mall across from Secret Nails, offers a weekly schedule of classes for any level of fitness. It's not one time, not one day a week. There are many options and the classes only last an hour. Support group, LP CrossFit is a diverse community focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's names and support one another during workouts. Motivation, you ask. The trainers at LP CrossFit help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life with workouts of numerous movements, including body weight, gymnastic, and barbell. Everyone is guided 
or pushed at a productive, comfortable level. If you're an experienced athlete or getting your first taste of physical fitness, everyone is welcome and viewed as equals. You would go at your own pace. You want to go hard? Hello, how are you? Okay, go at it. That's the atmosphere. Want a more relaxed approach? You'll receive the same welcoming smile. If injuries and mobility restrictions are a question, these are a top priority at LP CrossFit as all small group classes are coach-led and movements are infinitely scalable for all members. LP CrossFit opens all doors for everyone. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook or at lpcrossfit.com. Few sports-related things want to hop into and then want to break down a few movies that I watched the other day. Got a doc, documentary, and a regular movie that was kind of a documentary. Watched them both just the other day and want to discuss them. First, on episode 131, we talked about 11 college football games that were moved or canceled because of COVID-19. Today, another one hits the list. California, Arizona State, canceled, postponed because of COVID-19. That's 12 games. There may have been more since I saw this one this morning. That's a lot. That's a lot of games. We need to do something, like real quick. Everything is getting shut down, canceled. Lives are getting flip-flopped around. Let's just get rid of this thing and move on. I know I'm going to sound like an extremist. I have said this from the get-go, since March. Let's shut down the world for three weeks. I know, sounds crazy insane. Have state workers, city workers, in hazmat suits, shields, suited up, gloves. Deliver food, essentials, groceries, whatever. Rations to everybody. Nobody leaves their home. Everybody is quarantined. It cannot spread anymore. Three weeks, it's over. We all get back to life as we knew it before. This has been going on since March. What we're doing now, the, oh, maybe we should stay home. Okay, two weeks later, okay, things are open. Okay, you can do this. No, don't do that now. Oh, yep, you can. Oh, that has been our life since March. And where has it got us? Cases are spiking more than ever. More than ever. Nothing has changed. Nothing has stopped. This is obviously not working. Waiting on a vaccine? Why? Why when we could have just stopped doing what we were doing for a minute and quarantined and got rid of it? Money at this point is monopoly money anyway. There's no gold behind it. There's none of that. So you're telling me that you can't be like, hey, three weeks electric, whatever, we're going to half price it, you know, pay us back in a month or whatever. Loan it out. Whatever you got to do. Loan it out to the United States of America instead of stimulus checks or just giving money or taking away interest from college which was awesome i appreciate it but you could have just took some of that money especially the stimulus money and just did what i said would have worked have everybody stay home drop off supplies rations to everybody everybody gets the same thing depending on how many people you got in your house and bam problem solved are people going to complain about it yes are people not going to like any decision that the government makes? Yes. Have people complained about everything about the process that has been going on since March? Oh yes. Every day, everywhere. You're going to have that regardless. But I know I'm not a scientist. I know I 
don't have any research, don't have any stats, any theories, anything else in front of me that will make you 100% sure that that would work. But it is way, way, way better than what we're doing right now. Especially when you're telling us we need to quarantine. You're telling us we need to stay away. But we can't stay away if we gotta go to work to support ourselves. We have to pay our rent. We have to pay our bills. We have to go to work. There might be 15 to 20 to 300 other people working. So then you wanna split shifts. Well then you're cutting away workforce for these companies and then these companies can't make as much money as they were before. So everybody is in a standstill. Nobody knows what to do. Shut down everything. Three weeks. Everybody has been in their home, their family. Nobody else has interacted. Virus over. Three weeks done. Instead, started in March, it is now November, and families can't have Thanksgiving together because we're all still doing this. We're all still going through this crazy thing called COVID-19. And nobody's family wants to get together if they're in different houses, different cities, different towns, because they don't know what is going on in that environment or around them. That's pretty crazy if you ask me. Sorry, I haven't gotten my COVID-19 soapbox in a minute, so I thought I would right there, because this is crazy. My sister, my mom, we were texting like, hey, we're not going to do Thanksgiving this year. You know, everybody kind of fend for themselves. Because this person's got to test COVID. This person tested positive, And now there's no Thanksgiving, nothing like that. Because we're still dealing with something that should have been killed seven to eight months ago. Nine months ago. What are we doing? I'm stopping that there because there is something crazy amazing to talk about. Amazing. The Seattle Mariners took a huge step forward in history. They hired the first female general manager in Kim Aang. That's crazy exciting. Yes, I am a dude. No, I am not a dude feminist. But I am a supporter of moving forward as a people. We should all be treated equally, have all the same opportunities as the person next to you. I truly believe that no matter who you are, where you're from, whatever. You put in the work, you got the work ethic, you got the intelligence, the knowledge, you deserve to be in the spots that you deserve to be in. Kim Ng deserves to be a general manager of an MLB franchise. The last nine years, she was the MLB's senior vice president of baseball operations. The last nine years. Before that, she was an assistant manager for the Yankees and the Dodgers. Been to the playoffs eight times and she has helped win three World Series, 98, 99, and 2000 with the New York Yankees. Impressive resume, deserves to be where she's at. I would say congratulations, she's never gonna hear it from me, she is hearing it from everybody else, and well deserved. Put in the work, has the resume, has the knowledge, did what she had to do. All of us should be doing that, whether you're a white male, black male, black female, white female, Asian, Korean, whatever. Put yourself in the positions and hopefully get the spot that you deserve. I know minorities, females, have been held down for quite a while. A long time. A very, very long time. But now you're getting the props that you deserve. So run with it. Run with it. I know I'm a white male and we're considered privileged and things like that. Maybe. To a certain extent, yeah. But then you add financial circles and all kinds of different intangibles and there is, you know, oppression amongst all of us. Do I wish it was all gone? Yeah. And I'm saying the oppression that I have 
witnessed or experienced is worse than female or worse than minorities? No, probably not. No. But it's there. It's there for everybody. Gotta rise to the occasion in any situation that you're in. I know it's harder or easier for some, but we just gotta keep pushing, keep doing what we do, and you'll end up like Kim Ang creating history. Creating history. This is going down as a monumental day. Friday, November 13th, 2020, Kim Ang, first female general manager in MLB. Historic. Summer came and went. Fall is just about over with as well. This doesn't mean there isn't time for end of the year home improvements. Olson Construction works hard to help its customers until it's no longer possible. You know, whenever Mother Nature decides. Until then, brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson will use their more than 10 years of experience to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. The licensed and insured family owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty on any job, whether it be roofing, siding, windows, doors, stairs, deck designs, floors and tiling, garage additions, room additions, or full remodels. With COVID-19 making it hard to celebrate the holidays, this may be a good time to make your home as comfortable and cozy as possible. For a free estimate, call Olsen Construction at 815-910-5982. Check out the Olsen Construction LLC page on Facebook or send an email to olsenconstruction19 at gmail.com. Two movies that I watched just the other day. Oh, today's Friday. I watched them on Wednesday. The Founder on Netflix about McDonald's. Sure, I'd heard the background story two brothers start this restaurant, find this system that they call the speedy, fast, something, it's like an assembly line, got things going on the same pace, everything's routine, make the same burgers, all the food is the same, customers can't complain, hey, this food is different than that food, and it's all on a routine, kind of like an assembly line process. Ray Kroc steps in and franchises it, and takes it over because he sees the money in it where McDonald's wanted the home family values and and didn't want to accept change. It was real ice cream. It was real burgers. It wasn't soybean burgers or instant milkshakes, things like that. I had seen or heard or read some of these little details, but a lot of what I just said was from the movie. It's a cool movie. Is it awesome? Eh, probably not. Is it awful? No, not at all. Michael Keaton is Ray Kroc and does a good job of being that ambitious, want to step on your neck and profit myself, but try to be a nice guy to help us all make money. But if you're going to stand in my way, then I'm going to leap over you kind of guy. That's exactly what happened in this movie. And I guess that's how Ray Kroc was as a human being. He did something that nobody else had done before. He franchised a restaurant to be number one in the world, not country, world, for a very, very, very long time. And they even say it in the movie. He was talking to one of the McDonald's brothers at the end, already going through lawsuits, already trying to take 
the name McDonald's, make it his instead of the brothers. And he says, you know, you showed me the process and everything that you're doing. And I know you showed other people. You showed everybody. But you want to know the difference between you and them trying to repeat what you did? And he didn't know. He had no idea. Ray Kroc goes, McDonald's, the name. It's American. It's out there. It's got that pop. It's like I could have named it Crocs. Who wants to go to Crocs for a burger? Nobody. But McDonald's? Yeah, I want to go to McDonald's for a burger and some fries and a milkshake. And when you sit back and think about it, you're like, man, that's right. That's right. If they would have named it something else, maybe not. And yeah, we got it ingrained in our head what McDonald's means. But if you just sit back and just think of the name, and especially that time, 50s, 60s, I think it started like 1953. 1953, you hear the name McDonald's. Like, wow. And it's red and it's yellow. You got these arches, the golden arches. It was a franchise dream in Ray Kroc seen it where the McDonald's brothers didn't. And it's kind of sad because Ray Kroc does like rob them. He legit robs them of their business, of everything that they put into it, their hard work, everything. He kind of robs them. He does rob them. He doesn't kind of, he does rob them. So you don't know how to feel about that situation. Do you feel sad for the McDonald's brothers or feel happy for Ray Kroc because he was able to do something that nobody else had done before and made it a global phenomenon? Yes, we all got our angst or our disagreements with McDonald's. Maybe we don't like this, we don't like that or whatever, but it's quick, it's cheap, it's easy, been around forever and it's not going anywhere. I don't know one person in this world that has not had a McDonald's cheeseburger or hamburger or some kind of burger from McDonald's. Can't think of a single person. If you have never ever ate at McDonald's, hit us up on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, or Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P, or send us an email, Edge of Your Seat Podcast at gmail.com. I would love to talk about this because it sounds insane and can never be done to me in my head. I mean, your parents pretty much warp you or take this opportunity away as a little kid. Happy Meals. You got the toy. You got the drink. You got the apples or fries or the go-gurt or whatever's in there. Some chicken nuggets or a burger. There's no doubt in my mind you've already had McDonald's before you're five or six years old. At least once. Maybe not a glutton. Maybe not eating McDonald's all the time, but at least once. That opportunity taken away from you. And then, since you've had it once, twice, whatever, you liked it, you want to go back for more as you get older, or you grew up on it, whatever it is, you're eating McDonald's. Everybody is. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's because of Ray Kroc. Not the McDonald's brothers, Ray Kroc. And I thought this movie did a great job of describing, depicting everything that I just said. It was cool. I recommend it. Check it out. It's not really a documentary. It's a movie. It is a movie. It shows Ray Kroc's relationships with other businessmen as he's trying other ideas before he runs into the McDonald's brothers, trying to sell blenders and other things that he thinks gonna, you know, take over the world and make him a lot of money. It doesn't really work out that way. He's got a wife that wants him to stay home and not travel all over the place and try to be a food pioneer and things like that. And it just doesn't work. That's not him. He's motivated to keep working, to keep going. So that doesn't work. Well, then he meets another woman that's like him, that has ideas. And they're married until Ray Kroc passes away. So yeah, 
It is a movie. It's a story. It's cool. I like it a lot. I recommend it. The other one that I checked out right after I watched The Founder was The Social Dilemma. And yes, I use Facebook. I use Twitter. I use Snapchat. I use Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn, but never really used it. I have emails. I play games on my phone. All kinds of things on my phone that have notifications, including the service that I put this podcast on. Gives me notifications. All kinds of stuff. We all have all kinds of stuff. The Social Dilemma is an hour documentary about what social media is doing to our societies and to us as people. Yes, there are some amazing things that social media does, including helping with podcasts, being able to produce this, being able to market it, letting you know what's out there, letting you know that your neighbor's son had some cool, awesome accomplishment that we're trying to share. Social media is allowing us to do that. You see the ads, you see you see on Facebook the schedule and what's going on and what show is coming out. Not just mine, everybody's. The person that lives three blocks away from you owns a car dealership and you see their ads and all this other stuff. And yeah, you support them and then you see all these other things and then you get ads from stuff that you just looked at. And your phone is telling you on Facebook and Twitter like, hey, check this out. Because you check this out over here on this site or you were on your browser, we're gonna put this in the advertisements. That's what this movie is about, what this documentary is about, and how it is manipulating all of us. All of us. There were so many things in this documentary that I'm like, oh, I do that. Yeah, I'm on my phone that much. Yeah, I see those two people sitting right next to each other. They're not talking at all. Even though they're friends or their family, they're on their phone. Yeah. Yeah, that's Benny. So it got me thinking about all kinds of crazy stuff and how social media and our phones have taken over the world. Don't know if I can change it or what's going to change, but I did make a conscious effort today. Put my phone down, relax, do something else besides me and my phone. I don't know how long that conscious effort is going to last, but at least I try. <laughs> Hopefully it lasts a little longer, but our phone has become our world. Our family's on it. Our friends are on it. Text messages. Facebook, all these ways to connect. Work. I was in sports forever. I'm still in sports doing this podcast. 15 years. I've been looking at a phone, getting scores, story ideas, reaching out to people that can help me with stories or are going to be part of the story. 15 years in a business looking at my phone every day, every day, all day. It's hard to just be like, hey, you know what? I'm getting manipulated, they're throwing these ads. Well, I don't buy stuff off these ads, so okay. But yeah, I am on my phone all the time. Lots of people are, everybody is. And it has cut down our social actions, our social activity with others, with human beings, it really has. And this movie shows all that, this documentary. I keep calling it a movie, it's a documentary. I like the word documentary, or I call them docs. But this is a good one. I recommend it only an hour and it's eye-opening it is really eye-opening especially if you have young kids and growing them into the social media world or blocking them from the social media world talks about both so it doesn't matter who you are what you do this is a good one to check out and find out some more about social media no i was just talking about advertisements and manipulations and stuff like that this isn't a manipulation but if you're looking for some holiday gifts and Got somebody that goes to St. Bede, 
in Peru or you want to hand out a Christmas gift to somebody, maybe they'll go to St. Diba to represent your school, show some love, all that good stuff. Check out Joy to the Bruins. It is the St. Bede holiday shopping site. It is not open. Opened yesterday, November 12th. Closes December 10th. Pick up for everything that you order through your phone, through your computer, through your tablet. While you're at home, comfortable, chilling in your jammies, ordering some holiday gifts from Joy to the Bruins. You can pick them up. December 12th, 9 to 11 a.m. at St. Bede. And you don't even have to get out of the car. There will be people there to put the packages into your vehicle. So you can order on your phone or at your home on your computer. Don't have to go out to a store. Don't have to worry about COVID-19. You're in your home. You drive to the school. Don't have to get out. You can open the trunk. They put the packages in. Say thank you. Happy holidays. That is amazing and very cool. I'm probably going to order some things. You can find the link to Joy to the Bruins at the St. Bede Academy Facebook page. And that is St. S-A-I-N-T Bede Academy. I always put S-T Bede Academy. So making sure that you know it's S-A-I-N-T St. Bede Academy on Facebook. Well, cannot hold off from the Ottawa girls tennis team representatives anymore. Coach Steve Johnson, Senior Marta Johnson, and Junior Ella Marvel. Great interviews. Steve and Marta were interviewed together, or the conversation. These are not straight up interviews. We have a good time. It's just chatting, just conversations, talking about things that we love. Steve and Marta are the first conversation, and then we spoke with Ella afterwards. She's on here as well. All great interviews, had a lot of fun, made some jokes, good times, good memories, and gotta share it with all of you. We will be back on Sunday with an episode featuring Ottawa Marquette's senior Lucas Hoffman and junior Brock Loftus from the Amboy Co-op, both cross-country runners, both did really well at regionals, sectionals, and then were invited to the Shazam Mile Split State Race. So, had to have them on. They will be on Sunday. Everybody take care of yourself Friday night and Saturday. Have a great weekend. Until next time, peace. Tennis season ended with sectionals. A lot of great play from a lot of local teams, including Ottawa. So we had to have them on. Joining me right now is Coach Steve Johnson and his daughter, who is a senior on the team, Marta Johnson. Thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Thanks for having us. Of course. We'll jump right into it, talking about sectional. It was in Ottawa, Class 1A Ottawa sectional, and you guys pulled out the sectional championship. Had to be an awesome feeling as a coach, Steve. Yeah, we were pretty pumped. I knew going in it was going to be really close with uh, LP. And our girls really performed well, kind of saved their best tennis for the very end of the season. Kind of elaborate on that when you say LP, talking about LaSalle, Peru. Just like a week before, you guys had the conference meet in Ottawa, and LP won. So it was kind of like you're trading back the W's. It's interesting, kind of the way things matched up, the different schools that were involved, and the way the sectional is set up. It kind of set up better for us than it did for them, whereas conference spread out kind of worked a little better for them. Gotcha. Marta, you're a senior on the team. You teamed up with 
junior Rebecca Felty for doubles team finished third. How did it go at the sectional? Were you enjoying sectional play? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had decided before we started playing that we were just going to go out and have and not really worry about how it ended up, but it ended up working out in our favor. How long had you and Rebecca been teammates since she's a junior or senior? Was this your first year together? Uh, we were also partners last year. So you had a year to kind of to grow together? Yeah. How far in the uh, playoffs did you guys get last year? We also qualified for state last year. So two-time qualifier? Yeah. Did you ever qualify before that? No, I was partners with my sister the season before, and we lost in the qualifiers. Gotcha. So you and Rebecca the last two years have been the state qualifiers. Yep. In your mind, which one was tougher, doing it the first time and be like, hey, I was a state qualifier, or trying to repeat? I mean, neither one is easy, but which one did you think was a little tougher to do? I think the first time was a little tougher because there was more at stake. Having qualified previously, this year wasn't as much pressure. Not only did you and Rebecca finish third, but teammates, other doubles team, Kylie, I might say this wrong, Olazeski? Olszewski. Oh, uh, yeah, it was off. Olszewski and Mary Riva, they finished second. So in practices and the behind-the-scenes stuff, was having another doubles team that could play well as well help you and Rebecca get better and play better at tennis? Yeah, it's always fun to scrimmage each other during practice. And so we'd even scrimmage with Ella and Sarah, the singles players. So we would all play each other during practices to help each other improve. And Coach Johnson, that had to make your life really easy having all these talented players. <laughs> Some days, yeah. <laughs> Other days, not not exactly. Just trying to figure out how to keep them all busy and get good play and actually get them motivated when they're practicing against each other, like in match situations. Sometimes they, they don't focus all that much, but we got them focused in the last two weeks pretty good. And so we really had good practices the last two weeks. We're able to spread around who was playing against who at different times. When it came to the doubles teams, how did you decide to match them up? Like Kylie is a junior, Mary is a senior, then you got Marta's a senior, Rebecca's is a junior. Why did you divide them like that instead of seniors and juniors together? Half of it's from where they, they ended up kind of ranked on the team. And the other part was that Marta and Rebecca were together last year. And I knew that they made for a pretty decent combination. They complement each other fairly well. Kylie and Mary make a really good combination together. Neither of them really overpower anybody, but they keep the ball going and keep the ball going and keep the ball going. And so the two of them together, they just really click. And I kind of finally realized that they clicked halfway through the season and that they really should be together the rest of the year. To keep the ball going. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well played, well played. <laughs> and you were talking, or actually Marta was talking about mixing in Ella and Sarah, playing against them. Again, Coach, I mean, talented players everywhere. Then you have Ella who wins a sectional championship. Sarah finishes third. How were you able to, you know, keep everybody positive and playing tennis that you knew they could play even through this COVID-19 era that we're in? Oh, I, and I'm not sure if it was harder for them or harder for me. I, I felt like I we never really got 
going in the season and that I, I didn't get people pushed hard enough early enough, then we kind of got it together. I think the girls were just excited every chance that we got to play a match was it was a bonus and so we kind of went at it that way that you know somebody could pull the plug on us at any time so we better a have fun and b compete or the other way around a compete and b have fun every time we we get together whether it be practice or a match and how long have you been with ottawa how long have you been the head coach there I've been the head coach for 18 years and was uh, the assistant for 10 before that. So 28 years with Ottawa Tennis. Yes. You have seen a lot of players come through the doors. Yes, I have. There's there's been quite a few. A lot of good families. This is not Ottawa's first sectional, correct? Oh, no. No. Right now, that was our fourth one in a row. Yeah, I was going to say, I knew you guys have been really, really good for a long time. I just worded it weird, but four sectionals in a row, but I know you have way more than that, too. Yeah, I don't know grand total since inception of girls' tennis. It's It's got to be in the 30s, at least 30 times where Ottawa has won it. it. It might be more than that. Marta, with your dad saying that in the legacy of girls' tennis in Ottawa, how does it make you feel to be part of that and to be part of a sectional championship team? Yeah, it's a lot of pressure going into it to uphold the name that Ottawa has, but it's a lot of fun to be a part of a winning team. Just a little bit? Quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. When you guys found out that you won the sectional, what was the reaction? I know we're COVID-19, social distancing, but did you guys, like, air tackle each other? <laughs> Yeah, we tried our best to not hug each other and react too much, but we managed to get a couple pictures together with masks on. So we tried to celebrate as best we could. Did your dad and coach buy tons of pizzas for everybody? No, I wish. Still waiting for that. (laughs) Uh, So you sent the check, they just haven't sent the pizzas yet. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Awesome, awesome. Marta, now that you're a senior... Do you have any plans to play tennis in the future? Um, I'd like to keep playing, whether it's just recreational. I'm not sure that I'll play in college, but I'll definitely keep playing outside of school. Okay. Is tennis your main sport? Do you play any other sports for Ottawa? I used to do track, and then just last year, a friend and I played soccer. But tennis is the main sport. If sports continue... Are you going to try to play this upcoming season? I'm still on the fence. I haven't quite decided what I'll end up doing. Yeah, it's a difficult time, huh? You don't know what is the right decision to do. Yeah. I think it also depends on what time they finally decide they'll be playing. When you have already have summer plans for next year, it's hard to then go out for a sport that's going to creep into the summer. Key word there, finally, since we're going back and forth like a ping pong ball. Yeah, I really feel bad for the winter sports in the uncertainty. It's like more uncertain than than even the fall sports had. Because it was pretty cut and dry that it wasn't happening for most of them in the fall. And right now, it with it bouncing back and forth, I think that's even harder. I agree with you totally. I totally agree. I always like to make sure that there's a shout-out to the our summer rec program and all the people that work it. And the, I mean, we get kids coming for weeks on end in the summer. 
Last summer with COVID, we ended up doing some stuff through our Ottawa Tennis Association. But the dedication of the kids to come and play has been really incredible ever since I've been here in Ottawa. And I think that's what really makes the tennis season so good for the boys and girls. It isn't just the, the seasons, it's that summer opportunities that they all take advantage of. So you would call this a key contributor to the legacy, the success that Ottawa Tennis has had? Oh, absolutely. And the, the people that we have that uh, come and do the instructing have done so for a long time. That continuity has really been, been really good for us. Do you want to give a shout out to any of those instructors? Oh, we you got to mention Jason Garner. He's been working with it for a long time and is just a just a great guy that gets uh, all the kids excited about it. You know, Coach Gross does it as well. I'm down there. Uh, then we have kids that are, are former players that have come and gone. You know, they, they do two, three years when they're in college and then move on. Uh, I, I hate to do it, but the other shout-out would go to, uh, you know, Dan Lee and Aaron Gunther over at LP. They were part of our program for a really long time. They've helped it helped us to still be good right now. I know that might eat at your pride a little bit, mentioning LaSalle Peru guys, but you're right, Aaron Gunther and Dan Lee were kind of staples in Ottawa tennis for a while, too. Oh, yeah, and they're, they're still good friends. We have, we have a really good time coaching against each other, you know, texting back and forth before we play and after we play, and, you know, getting advice and information from each other. So it's, a, it's really fun. Marta, how has it been like going to school? We've mentioned COVID-19 a few times, different kind of school year, senior year, little thrown off, definitely unique. I don't want to say bad, can't say good. It's kind of like there. I don't know how to say it other than that. How has it been going for you trying to be a student and get your senior year wrapped up? Yeah, it's definitely not what I expected going into senior year, that we only got to go for four hours in person. But it's been tricky navigating doing online work and staying focused, but teachers are doing a great job accommodating us and being understanding that it's difficult for both the teachers and the students. So I'm hoping that we can go back in person soon, but we're making do with the online. So when you said four hours, did you mean four hours in total? Yeah. At the beginning of the year, we split it up into quarters so a quarter of the student body went for a half day and then after that first week of each quarter going for one day the school shut down so we made it four total hours in person wow that's insane so you've been doing the rest of your schooling from home yeah the good thing is you could do it in your pajamas right i haven't had to get dressed for school at all don't have to brush your hair. I would probably brush your teeth, but you don't have to brush your hair. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Can eat while you're doing schoolwork. I mean, there's some positives to this. Yeah, I get to make my lunch during my calculus class. That would be the time that I made lunch, too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, it sounds like you're at least keeping your head up and knowing, hey, you got to do what you got to do, and we got to adapt during these weird times. Yeah, for sure. Well, if that's all about tennis and school, let's play a quick game of hot potato, and then I'll let you guys go. All right. So I'll start with, we'll start with Marta. I'm just going to ask you, we'll go five. I'll throw you two people, 
things, items, whatever, and you pick which one you like the best. Okay. So we'll start with Ottawa's colors, red or white? Red. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Walmart or Target? Target. Pepperoni pizza or sausage pizza? Pepperoni. And winter or summer? Definitely summer. <laughs> you, you didn't have to even think about that one. <laughs> Mother or father? <laughs> I'm going to choose not to answer that. Uh, she pleads the fifth. Brutal. <laughs> oh, oh, that was an easy lob. That was the alley-oop of all alley-oops right there. I know. Guess who's not eating the rest of the week? <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. If I could stop laughing for a second, we'll play this game with you, Steve. That was hilarious. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll probably say these in reverse order, but I'm going to try to remember what I said to give you the same questions. We'll start with pepperoni pizza or sausage pizza? Pepperoni. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Walmart or Target? Target. Mother or father? Yeah. Ooh. Mine or my daughter's? It's your question. It's for you. Oh. I'm going to have to go with uh, both as well. <laughs> I'm going to use all the same answers as Marta. <laughs> okay. Because if I tell my parents to listen to this, I don't want to get in trouble. Oh, I understand. I understand. And then you might not be eating for a week. I know. They're pretty tough on me still. Ottawa colors, red or white? White. I'm going to change that one. Winter or summer? Summer. So you did. You kept them all the same except one. Well, unfortunately for Marta, we're fairly similar. <laughs> well, that's good. That uh, daughter-father bond. Not bad. Well, thank you very much for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Talk some tennis, played some hot potato, had some good laughs. Thank you for joining. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. This was fun. Just spoke with Ottawa girls tennis coach Steve Johnson and his daughter, senior Marta Johnson, also a lady pirate. But we couldn't just stop with two. We had to add another one. I have junior Ella Marvel with us. How's it going, Ella? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? I am doing amazing. And I'm really happy that you're on Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Me as well. So first, with your last name being Marvel, please tell me you get all kinds of comic book references every day of your life. <laughs> um, yes, I would agree to that, yes. I'm not a fan myself, though, unfortunately. What? How can you not be a fan of comics with a name like Marvel? I wish I was. If I were you, I'd like, yes, I'm Mrs. Marvelous. Like, that would be my comic book name. <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of nicknames like that. I'm sure you do. What are some that you like? Do you like any of these nicknames? Um, you know, I, I get the Marvelous. My brother got Captain Marvel a lot. All those sort of jokes. Gotcha. Yeah, I would do it too. I'm not going to lie. I'd be one of those unoriginal people and Marvel jokes all day. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, that's how we just started this podcast. Yes. Yep, it, it is common to my family. Well, you are a number one singles player for Ottawa, won the singles bracket at the Class 1A Ottawa sectional, so congratulations, Ella. Thank you. Thank you very much. What was working that day? What was flowing? I think I just got a good warm-up in. 
with um, Sarah Meyer, one of my teammates, and I think we're all just feeling pretty good. It started off pretty cold that day, so I'm just glad it warmed up a little bit and we're all able to get loose. So did the weather warm you up, or did you warm up the weather? Like, hey, I'm playing hot tennis, I'm going to warm it up. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. A little bit of both? I like that answer. I, I could see that. I could see that. How was the competition? I mean, we're talking about a sectional. You had LP. You battle them every year. A lot of other good teams. What did you think about the level of competition and players you had to play against? I think that this year, especially, I played against a lot of younger competition. So I will be seeing these girls next year. And there are a lot of good players. You know, they're young. They're, they're feisty. They're all competitive. So it's fun. It's good matches for sure. So you're a junior. Have you been on varsity all three years, or did you get a call-up later on? Uh, yes, I have. So you have been a part of three sectional championships. That is correct, yep. Sorry, I'm trying to not say another comic book reference, but I almost did. <laughs> and I might still do it in just a second here. But that has to be fantastic for you. You're a junior. Three years in, three championship teams. How do you feel to be a part of that? You know, it's it's pretty cool, especially because we've all grown up playing together. You know, we've all started since we were, you know, five, six years old playing at the little city rec tournaments and stuff like that. So it's just fun to be able to do that with all my teammates. Do you guys have conversations about how you're like the Fantastic Four or just Marvelous? <laughs> um, we do have fun. We do have fun, that's for sure. How did I not even mention, like, the Avengers? It's like the <laughs> girls' tennis team is the Avengers. Something like that. Have you guys been called the Avengers? Has anybody else called you that? No, but my brother and I did play um, doubles once in the city tournament. We got Marvel shirts. I'm sorry. I just couldn't help it. With a name like that, I just can't <laughs> help it. Yeah, it is tempting, that's for sure. For sure. I'll try to stop now. I'll try to refrain. <laughs> All good. So not only did you get to win your own sectional championship, your team wins. How cool is it to be able, because like you said, you guys grew up playing this game, and how cool is it to be able to win with your team like that where, you know, tennis is kind of an individual sport, but for Ottawa, everything is team. Yeah, you know, we practice as a team, we play as a team, we cheer each other on as a team, and I just think that really helps us all out together, you know, when we when we cheer each other on and we all play together, it makes us all play better for sure. Awesome. Very cool. Let's talk about the regular season leading up to the sectional. I mean, COVID-19 changed everything. Invitationals were changed. Some meets were scratched. Uh, some kids had a quarantine, even if they didn't test positive just because they were around somebody that did. How did this affect you? I mean, no, in the summer, everything was up in the air, so... It was, I think as players, it was just our job to keep practicing and keep working hard for no matter what was going to happen. So I think that was all of our mindsets, and we all just really worked pretty hard. So we were all pretty thankful that it got to pay off by having a season. Going through this season and, like you said, working, trying to get better, improving, what were some things that you definitely focused in on? Like, hey, these are the areas that I want to improve the most. Oh, uh, yeah, I think just being more solid as a player and hitting more shots in instead of making the other person hit them out you know what i'm saying being more consistent so i think consistency is always key in tennis so i think just playing together and hitting harder and stuff like that gotcha 
going to fast forward back to the sectional. How did you celebrate the win? <laughs> um, my mom and I got some ice cream. What kind of ice cream? Um, Dairy Queen. What flavor from Dairy Queen? Um, I, I just got a cookie dough blizzard. Oh, those are fantastic. I love those. Just a classic. Oh, yeah, definitely a classic. Sorry I just grilled you on ice cream, but I'm a huge ice cream fan, so I had to know what you had. <laughs> Dairy Queen, I, it's my favorite. That's a that's a good celebratory treat. Oh, yeah. I was joking around with Coach Johnson that I asked Marta if Coach bought pizzas for everybody. <laughs> that didn't happen. That would have been nice. I was going to say that didn't happen, did it? No, unfortunately not. He said he was still waiting on the pizzas. <laughs> How is it playing for Coach Johnson? He's been around a long time, a lot of success, a lot of sectional banners over his head. How is it being a player for him? He's a pretty fun coach. He's an easygoing guy, but he really knows when when we need to focus, and he lets us know that. So he's... Yeah, like you said, he has a lot of sectional championships, so he knows what it takes to get it done, that's for sure. Did you go to state as a freshman or a sophomore? Uh, yes, I went to state as both those years. So you're, like, really good. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that one. I like the humbleness. I like the humbleness. Keep that. Keep that skill. That's a, that's a good one as you get older, to be humble. <laughs> I ask you that leading into this season because obviously we stopped at sectionals and there was no state meet. I mean, that probably had to hurt you a little bit being a junior and wanting to relive that state experience. Uh, yeah, going to state is always pretty fun every year, but I understand why we couldn't and it was just for the safety of everyone, but we just made our new goal being sectionals and I'm glad we got that done. So regardless, I mean, you still can say you're a state qualifier because you are. Fun fact, Aaron Gunther from LP used to uh, be my coach when I was around, like, seven, eight years old. Oh, really? Yeah, he used to uh, coach over here in Ottawa for a little bit, and he started me out in tennis. So is he the reason that you started playing and wanted to keep playing? Yeah, he was a pretty big reason. He used to be my babysitter. Aaron Gunther was your babysitter? Yes. Did you pick on him, like, be that bad kid that, like, threw food at him and told him no all the time? <laughs> I hope not. I hope you were. That would have been hilarious. I'm going to ask him. <laughs> yeah, we, we go back. He is a good guy, and he is a friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. He actually wasn't on too long ago. Oh, that's nice. Well, Ella, before I let you go, want to play a game I like to call Hot Potato gonna toss you a couple either places or items and you pick which one you like the best okay sounds good they're gonna be coming in hot so don't get your hands burned okay <laughs> okay all right coke or pepsi coke walmart or target target pepperoni or sausage pizza pepperoni summer or winter summer let's go ottawa colors red or white Red. Are your hands burnt? Just a little bit. <laughs> well, thank you for playing Hot Potato, and thank you for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast. It was a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you for having me.